Hello, and welcome to another episode of Nerd Nation Entertainment Broadcast. I'm your host for today, Hank Zappa. Proud to be here. Hey, and as always, we have a special guest. So, let's get on with the show. Hey, what's going on, Ron? How are you? Really good, really good. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. Um, yeah, I, uh, so everyone knows I got um, skydiving instructor Ron Bell on the phone. And um, he's, he's an amazing instructor. And I wanted to speak to him about skydiving, but I also wanted to talk to a little bit about how we met. Um, it was so bizarre. I was going to Hawaii to celebrate uh, three years sobriety. And when I was going to celebrate three years sobriety on the plane to Hawaii, I met Ron. And it was a long flight, so we had time to chat here and there. Um, and then we actually took a stop in Seattle, and we ended up having to stay because the flight was crowded, yada, yada. So they gave us a hotel, a breakfast, and, you know, they took care of us for staying behind. And I, myself, and Ron was one of the people that got the gift of uh, staying behind. So, um, yeah, that's how we met. And then when I got to Hawaii... I wasn't sure that I was, I was staying there for two weeks. I wasn't even sure that I was going to skydive. And then on my very, the very end of my stay, I reach out to Ron and then I set it all up. And early in the morning, it, it must have been like 5 a.m., this bus comes to pick me up and not a single person speaks English, <laughs> you know, and uh, so I'm like, wow, this is bizarre, you know, it's five o'clock in the morning, you know, I'm like, all right, well, let's just go for the ride, you know, and um, so I go for the ride, and then early, bright and early, Ron's there, and I felt a little bit more comfortable, and uh, it was good, man, you weren't even the guy that I skydived with, but man, it is, it's so amazing that we stayed in touch throughout all these years. So thanks for being on, Ron. I appreciate it. For sure, man. For sure. I love your optimistic attitude. We were gifted with staying behind in Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> I, think it was, I think it was the breakfast the next morning where we really started talking a lot. And True. what a chance meeting. That was awesome. That was awesome. It and I was. I can believe so many people, when they meet me and talk about skydiving, um, you know, everybody says that they're going to go skydiving, but like one in 10 people that actually say they're going to. And then it was getting towards the end of the week, and I was like, yeah, he's going to back out. And then he suddenly called and came out and jumped. It was awesome, man. I was really happy to see you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. Honestly, if I, I think it was a godsend, because had I not met you on the plane, I don't think... Because the fact that I met you, and I was thinking about skydiving before I even got on the plane... Like, that felt like a godsend to me. So, had it not been for you, man, thank you so much, because I don't know if I would have jumped, you know? Yeah, no worries, man. I'm glad you, glad you got to experience it. Yeah, for have sure. Have you gone again since? That's the question. Oh, no. No, I haven't. <laughs> well, I've probably gone about 4,000 times since then. <laughs> really? Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah, so how, tell uh, tell everybody how I wanted to know myself. How did you get into it? Like, what was your thing to where it was like? So it, you know, it, it was kind of an accident. 
Um, I ex-military, um, airborne trooper, so I did some jumping in the military. And okay. when I got out, I had never even thought of it as a career. Sure. Um, it was actually six six years later. Uh, my girlfriend wanted to do a tan for her birthday, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll go with you. I've jumped out of planes before." And we went and did a tandem together, and I realized on that jump how much safer skydiving is when people aren't shooting at you. <laughs> right. <laughs> True. And then, sure. I started, then I started hanging out at the drop zone and watching people that were actually making money in the sport. I picked it up as a hobby, and about three years later, I sold off a construction company that I was running at the time and went full-time into skydiving. I've been doing that for the last 20 years. It's been a fantastic ride. Yeah, that's amazing. Can you can you tell our viewers because some people might not know what a tandem jump actually is. So for people that don't want to spend, so to learn how to skydive, it's, it's like an eight to twelve hour course to to learn how to jump out of the airplane, how to fly in the air before the parachute opens, how to deploy your parachute, how to operate the gear, and how to get yourself safely to the ground. Sure. For people who don't want to go through all that training but want to experience skydiving. You can be attached to an instructor, and that instructor go out, and basically you're a passenger on the skydive, and he controls all the equipment. He gets you safely to the ground, and you actually get to experience the jump with very little knowledge. There's some things that you have to do to keep the skydive safe, so we train you that before you make the jump. But it's the easiest way to learn how or, or to experience skydiving uh, without, you know, making that huge investment of a 12-hour class to learn how to do it safely on your first jump. Sure. Now, now, uh, are you required, aren't you required to have at least five jumps before you have to jump by yourself? So, no. You can, well, technically, you're jumping on your first jump. There's a couple of different ways you can do it, but most people do what they call AFS, accelerated free fall. And, and we have two instructors hanging on to you all the way until you deploy your parachute. Once you deploy your parachute, we have to let go. We've got to fly away and then open our parachutes in clean area. Once you're under your parachute, you know, you've got to get yourself safely to the ground. So that has a lot to do with what that 12-hour class has to do with. Um, sure. But at, at five jumps, and actually it's a little bit more seven jumps if, if you do good during those seven jumps you can be clear to go jump by yourself without an instructor yeah that's cool man that, that's awesome I um I don't know that I would jump by myself though that was one that, you know that that was kind of one of the things that I was you know helped me to be able to do it is I, I said to myself this person doesn't want to die you know yeah, and, exactly. You know, exactly. Your fates are intertwined once you leave that airplane. True. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my thing. And then what goes through your mind? Like I, I know what I had to do to psych myself into doing it. What's what's going through your mind while you're airborne? So I've got almost thirteen thousand jumps now. Um, to me, it's like another day in the office. I really don't think about. Any, I don't really experience the fear that, that most people do the first time they jump um, because I'm way beyond that. Um, any right. time you do something for the first time, you have you know some anxiety, some hesitation. But the more times you do it, the more comfortable you get with it. At my level, getting out of an airplane is as common as getting in my car and going to the gas station. Oh, sure. Yeah, I could imagine. After so many jumps, yeah, it's just second nature. 
Yeah, to yep. me, yep, honestly, exactly. man, to me, you're like the Tony Hawk of skydiving. I will always, oh, <laughs> I will always, you know, pay homage because you're that first dude. Like, if I ever got into it again, you know, something like that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's so, incredible a, what you I'm, do, man. I'm a, a skydiving examiner, so if you want to learn how to skydive, if you wanted to learn how to skydive, you would go to a skydiving instructor. Okay. In order to become a skydiving instructor, who do you go to? That would be an examiner. That's what I do. I travel the country teaching people how to teach people how to skydive. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, I know you, I know you yeah, stay like busy, um, and a lot of time has passed. You know, I, I kept your number, and it's so cool because sometimes I fumble numbers, you know, and I had yeah. your number, and I reached out on rare occasions just to see how you were doing. And you always yep. answer, man. You always get back to me. I I appreciate that, you know. Um, no worries, what, man. What's like happened? Bond. We had a bond up on that flight. Yeah, um, totally. Actually, yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's why it's cool. I'd, I'd love to hear it from you. Um, uh, so I was working out in Hawaii at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, I moved to California. I was doing some courses out there. Now I'm out on the East Coast, just south of D.C. Nice. Um, but I, my job travels all over the place. So, uh, earlier this year, I was in, in Germany. I was in uh, Israel. Um, COVID hit. I actually had plans this year to jump off seven continents. Um, but all of those trips got canceled when COVID hit. And, and maybe maybe I can get that done next year. But, yeah, it's, it's fun. I get, I get to do a lot of traveling with this job. Now, um, yeah, I'm sure COVID kind of did uh, change your plans a little, um, but did it kind of spark anything as well? Because you're you're definitely a creative mind. It seems like you're always creating a new energy for yourself. And did, yeah. did it spark something for you? Um, well, we got shut down for about two months. And during those two months, I started looking on online for a platform that I could do kind of remotely with a, more of a residual income. Um, and and oh, this having kicked back in, you know, in June, July starts picking up. Um, sure. and, and it's going solid now. But, but during those shutdown months, I ended up opening up a business online and selling products on Amazon. So uh, that's kind of where my direction took, which has been doing fantastic. And I'm still doing that part-time. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of what I did with my spare time since we couldn't be jumping. That's awesome. I keep myself going doing something. Yeah. You know, I, I did jump um, all summer long, but it was actually on the trampoline. And, oh, okay. you know, I discovered this and, like, got in the groove, started working out hardcore, like, all summer. You know, and so and, those, and people like that, people and, and, and you know, people that jump on trampolines, people that do gymnastics, people sure. that do diving, people that do any kind of jumping have very good body awareness and tend to make very good skydivers because you build that body when you jump on a trampoline and you do a flip or, or, or whatever maneuvers that you do, you're building body awareness. You know where your feet are at. You know where your head's at. You know sure. where your arms are at. You know what orientation your body's at. That's the kind of thing that you have to build up if you're going to control yourself while you're in free fall. Yes. It, well, yeah, so, that's what I was you're, getting you're, at. You're you know. there, man. Yeah, you, you know, that's what I was getting at. I've never used a trampoline, you know, and I was like, wow, this is like a secret weapon. Because it's yeah, it's an amazing yeah. workout tool, 
because you have yeah, no choice. Right. Absolutely. Because as long as you hit the ground, you're going back up, and you have no choice. You yep. know, and like it kind of it, it kind of forces you to awareness. work out, so to speak. You know. Yeah, yeah. You're using muscles that you don't ordinarily use when you're just walking around about the ground. True. True, exactly. So I wondered, um, did you kind of do that as far as like training your body? What's your body training like? Or do you not even have to worry about that because you work out enough just by being in the air and maybe lifting a weight or two here or there? Well, I was in really good shape when I first got into skydiving because at that construction company. So, you know, you're constantly carrying stuff, moving stuff, sure. you know, building stuff. Um, and then when I got into skydiving, um, I noticed that my body was slowly deteriorating just a little bit. You know, the muscle mass. I was losing the muscle mass in the tone. So, yeah, I still worked out three days a week, but that's not really my focus. And it's not about, you know, building body awareness because in the air, I can do pretty much anything I want to do. Right. But do you have, so do you keep a strict diet? Like, do you try to stay light? Or what's your diet um, so like? I, I, I try to stay healthy. Okay. Um, I try to eat lots of fruits and vegetables. I try to stay away from, you know, meats. Um, you know, who doesn't enjoy a good steak now and then? But, sure. But um, I used to, have, when I was in construction, it was fast food all the time. Um, when I got into skydiving, I, I didn't have the physical activity, and I started to gain weight and lose muscle mass. So then I realized I had to pay more attention to that. So I started doing that three-day-a-week workout program, which was basically not to build up muscle, but just to keep myself from losing muscle, that, you know, sure. um, and, and keep myself as toned as I was. Um, I also had to change my diet just because of the lack of, you know, activity from the construction to the skydiving. Yeah, I, I just wonder because I feel like, I feel like um, making it safely to the ground, being a skydiver, you know, I feel like there's a lot of zen with that. You know, you have to kind of protect your energy and just um, yep. stay in the zone, so to speak. Stay it, focused. Yeah, stay is that focused, about right? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's exactly right. It's all about staying in the moment. If you sure. are daydreaming in the middle of a skydive, you, you could forget to do something that's important or you might not notice something that's important. And by the time that you realize you missed something, it could be too late. Right. What's your uh, most epic moment do you, um, that you can recall? I'm sure you've had several, but is there There's one? There's a lot of epic moments. Yeah. One of my favorite moments on skydiving was I was actually doing a tandem. Um, oh, okay. You know, so I was working, but I was out on the North Shore of Oahu, and every once in a while, the sky would get so clear that you could see the whole island chain. So you could see the big island. You could see Maui, Lanai, Malachi. And you could see Oahu, which you're over, and you could see Kauai on the other direction. So every once in a while, and that's just, I mean, that's the closest I can imagine to, you know, you listen to astronauts where they look out the window and they can see the whole planet, you know? Oh, sure. There was one time I was jumping in Florida. There was one time I was jumping in Florida, and I was right in the middle of the state, way down towards the tip, and I could see Miami, to the to the east, and I could follow the southern tip of Florida all the way around to not Tampa to I can't think of the name of the town that's on the other side. Um, oh, I can't think of it. Hmm. But I could see the whole southern tip of Florida. That was the same moment that when I was jumped out of an airplane, it was so clear that I could see the whole Hawaii island chains. It was crazy. That's awesome. And both of them, both of them were on tandems. You would think, you know, my, my favorite moment might be, you know, 
when I was competing in a national event or something like that. But no, it's these all breathtaking moments where where you realize that you're just a speck on the planet. Yeah. Now, before we jumped, when I was the day I was with you, you know, we waited. Um, we had to wait for I'd say a good hour or so actually, because the weather had to clear. Um, yep. Do you, is that always a thing? Do you always have to wait for yeah. the weather to clear, or have you ever so taken the chance being a daredevil? So it's about visibility. It's, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a, it's about it's about visibility because gotcha. To make sure there's no aircraft or skydivers or, or anything below you. Oh sure. You don't want to run into anything in free fall. You're doing 120 miles an hour. If you hit something, you know you, you're a splat. You're a bug on a windshield. So, right. so yeah, you have to you have to see the ground when you get up. So so it basically more than the actual um, temperature, it's more so a visual thing. Yeah, it's it's all about staying safe. Right. Okay. Yeah. It would severely hinder our sport if a skydiver were to hit an aircraft in 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 flight. Sure, sure. Because we're regulated by the we're regulated. We're one of the few sports that's regulated by the FAA, and 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 the FAA they let us do whatever we want to do, but as long as it doesn't include endangering somebody else. Right. So, like if we were to jump through clouds. If there was an aircraft in there, we'd be endangering their life. Oh, of course, yeah, FAA, you can't do that. FAA, yeah, FAA's, you know, they don't worry so much about what we do unless what we're doing is endangering somebody else. That is a line that they won't let us cross. And I don't blame them. I mean, I don't want to hurt anybody. Oh, yeah, sure. I don't want to hurt myself. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. <laughs> Do you, now, do you, that just uh, got me to thinking, do you, um, when do you think you'll uh, take the gloves off, uh, put the boots down, so to speak, um, and kind of retire? Or do you think well, that day so, won't happen? Well, and that was one of the things that kind of, kind of, when, when COVID shut us down, that I was kind of looking at, you know, I'm not going to be a skydiver forever. Most, sure. most career individuals get out of the sport or stop working full-time in the sport right around 60. And I've only got eight years to go, so I'm kind of looking ahead going, how am I going to support myself? You know, I'll still be able to, you know, do the training on the ground and stuff like that, but, you know, I'm not going to be doing a thousand jumps a year um, when I'm 60 years old. Right, for sure. So that was what kind of kind of pushed me towards looking for an online business that I could do that would take a lot less of my time, allowed me to continue to travel like I do now because uh, I've always loved to travel because I knew with this career I could I could go anywhere and do it where with my construction company I was stuck to the town that I was building in you know and that felt like handcuffs on my freedom so so that's why I started looking elsewhere to see what I could do so I wanted something that I could continue to live the lifestyle that I'm living now you know travel and and see my friends and and go exotic places and and do you know exotic things um and and an online business was was what stuck out to me and that's why I got into that um like in March yeah that's wonderful man I, yeah, it seems like that's where everything's headed anyhow, so sounds like the smart choice to me. Yeah, 
yeah, yeah. Amazon's gone crazy since COVID hit. They increased their sales on their site something like forty percent um, over those first couple months, which is crazy. And I think COVID actually forced a lot of people to do things they weren't comfortable with before COVID downs and stay-at-home orders. You know, people started doing a lot more online that they weren't comfortable with before the shutdown. So. So now I think that's going to be a residual now that they're comfortable doing it. I think a lot of people are going to continue to shop online. True. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, most definitely. So where, yeah, that that brings me to my next question. What, um, where's the, um, where's the future of skydiving? Where, where does it reside at this point with COVID going on? Well, so skydiving's always been kind of recession-proof, meaning that people always have to have some kind of relief valve. Right. So, the big financial crisis in 2008, skydiving suffered, but not as bad as a lot of other companies did because everybody needs that relief valve. They need to go out and they need to experience new things, and skydiving's always been one of those things that people want to go out and try once in their life, you know? Sure. Um, so... I, I think I think skydiving is going to be around for a long time. Um, it, it slowed down because of COVID and the shutdowns, but we're actually busier towards the end of the year this year than we were at the end of the year at the same time last year. Part of that, I think, is because we were shut down for almost three months, you know, so that kind of shifted that business off until later into the summer. Um, but part of it is skydiving has only gotten more popular um, Scott I mean, made a major leap in the mid-80s when Point Break came out. Oh, okay. That, it's a skydiving movie, um, and, and, and that kind of drew the public's eye to skydiving, and, and we almost doubled our membership within a couple of years right there. But ever since then, our membership at the USPA has slowly uh, increased every year. Yeah, I... Um I think that's cool, and I do. I do think that it's going to stay here for a while. I think it's here to stay because even when you read people's bucket lists and stuff like that, it's like one of the things on their yep. bucket list is, "Hey, I want to skydive." Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, it, it's a, it's a beautiful thing, and I think it's just really cool. I I definitely had to do it. It was it was a must, you know, for me. Um, now I got a question though because. Um, for me, I had to have the footage. Like, I felt like this. If I was going to put my life at risk and this and that, I had to record it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, yeah exactly. And, and that was a big thing, and I didn't care how expensive it was. It was like I had to have that footage. So yeah, my question yeah. to you, though, I'm sure I could imagine you have a lot of footage uh, being in the game oh, that I'm many God. years. Do, do you yeah, make that I'm a thing God. every time you jump to get footage? so I can videotape them and use that as a debriefing tool. There was a phase where I went through where I had video on every jump, you know? Mm -hmm. um, the problem in skydiving, if you're doing video, the only person that's not on that footage is you. Right. So you're doing video for everybody else. Um, so typically what I do is, is I just capture other people's video where I'm actually on it. Unless I'm, so the only time I really wear a camera anymore is when I'm Feeling somebody else for their benefit. Sure. Yeah. So you don't make it a thing. You don't make it a thing to uh, be on the camera. Um. 
like I said, you know, I got 13,000 jumps. It's, it's, it's not a novelty to me anymore. Right. Um, you know, half the time, half the time I jump, I, I'm doing a job. Um, and, and, and it's just not that important to me anymore. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is I mean, your I legacy feel, though. I like, like, I feel like this is, you know, this is your legacy. You, to me, it seems like you really saw yeah, your, your destiny. Skydiving, you know? My skydiving lives on through all the people that I've taught. Wow. What's, what's really cool is I have taught people how to skydive. Then I've taught them how to be a coach. Then I've taught them how to be an instructor. And I even have people that I taught how to skydive that I'm teaching how to be an examiner, and they're going to start filling my shoes. So my legacy isn't living on through video. My legacy is living on through the students that I've taught and watching them perform well and watching them teach other students. You know, I've got thousands of students out there that I've taught how to skydive. But if you count all the people that I've taught how to be instructors, you know, I've got 100,000 people out there. Yeah. No, I love it. I love that response. I, I feel the same way. Even me uh, being in entertainment or whatnot, um, I'm not always about the camera. You know, I, I mean, I can do it, but it's just like, it's not my forte, per se. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I feel it. But yeah, man, it's so it's so great to have you on, and thank you for taking the time out of your day um, to to give me. For sure, man. You know, to I, give me. I think I've always got time for you. Yeah, thank you, man. Like you, you no do worries, have so man. much I've love. Loved your energy. Yeah, you you've <laughs> always had this great positive energy, man. That that's why I always reach out to I think you. That's why we clicked so quick in the beginning because we could feel that same energy coming off of both of us. True, true, and that like just inspires to keep going and like give other people that energy, you know, and like that's Those are always the people I'm attracted to are the people that that give out positive energy and and want to help other people amen you know that's one of the things i love about skydiving and being an instructor is is you know i get to do what i love but i get to help so many people in the process so that's what life's about really man true and i saw that in you yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, and that's why I started Nerd Nation because I said I, that's what I started thinking is like, how can I be of help? You know, how can I be of service? Yep. You know, and yep. that's, yeah, and that that's so important. That doesn't surprise me at all. That doesn't surprise me at all, man. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Thank you, man. Thank you for your time, Ron. And uh, I'm sure we'll stay in touch for sure. Um, so, you take care and stay up and uh, keep flying, my baby. Have a great weekend. <laughs> I hope all your listeners have a great weekend and. You know, love and joy to everybody. No doubt. No doubt. We need it. Thank you, Ron. I appreciate it, man. Take care. Bye. 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 Bye.